What did she mean by going off grid? She's going hunting. Oh, well, that's a terrifying thought. Wow, Rooster brought in a lot of intel. He's a sniper scout marine. It's not all just shooting. You like this guy, don't you? Mm, I don't like the idea that they were fucking around with uh, Shugaron. What's special about Shugaron? Shit. Uh, just shit I've seen in North Vietnam. Oh. Yeah. Reagan's file. Uh, does anyone call her the Gipper? No, the spelling is from the Blatty book and the film. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, she's meeting up with Ms. Preston, yes? Yes. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. Regan, Thursday rolls around for your meeting with Alexia Preston, or at least the folks of the skincare team, Tanisetum Skincare Products. The address that you're given is a small office outside of Sacramento. The trip wasn't particularly difficult, and it's in a typical commercial-style area, like a commercial park. You see the logo, and you also see a pretty large garden out front, if you will, or large section of wildflowers. They're yellow button flowers. They are actually tansy flowers. You've seen them at the farm that you were at for that, uh, I wouldn't say ill-fated, but that fantastic uh, meet-and-greet. There is a buzzer for you to enter in, and your first ring of the buzzer, nobody answers. It's hard to see inside as the glass is mirrored over to protect from sun coming in. You check your Apple Watch. It's showing the right time, and according to that email reminder that you received, it's the right address as well. But nobody seems to be answering the door. Uh, she is going to look around and see if she sees any, like, cameras or ring doorbell systems. There is a doorbell system, but you don't see a camera on it. But you do see that there is a, a security camera that is pointed at the door, covered by a dome. Fairly typical of these type of locations. Cool. She's going to go ahead and look up at that and, and kind of wave at it. Hi, uh, I'm redacted. I'm here for a meeting. Just giving it a shot. A few minutes pass and no movement, nothing. Silence. Okay, she's gonna she's gonna double check the the email on her phone or or whatever she had to confirm that and um, start looking around like the side of the property, see if there's another entrance. As you start to make your way around the building, you hear the sound of a high-powered sports car pulling up. You see a very expensive supercar navigate the speed bumps pretty well and then pull up. The doors open up like those nice, expensive, fancy cars do, and you see a pair of very long legs stand up out of the driver's side. And Alexia Preston stands up. From the other side, you see her fellow assistant, the fellow that you met last time, named Galen, exit the vehicle as well. Reagan is just going to kind of get back, if she's meandered around a little bit, focus up and, and get on the path and kind of just stand there, straight and tall. 
Alexia Preston walks up to the door and just waves her wrist at the doorbell. And you hear a click and the door opens and she walks in. Galen starts to walk toward you. Hello. I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. Traffic was a bitch. That's California traffic for you. So not doesn't show well for, for, for professionalism. So I'm I'm so sorry. That was just please forgive us. Oh, no worries. I've only been here a few minutes myself. Okay. Well, come inside. Let's let's get inside before this melts off all of the good good new uh, makeup that I put on. <laughs> and uh, he walks over, does the same, waves his his watch in front of the door, and it clicks. And the air conditioning from inside is a welcomed change from outside. Even though it is later in the year, it's still a bit warm. Inside, you see the lights are coming up, and there is a small like office assistant table here in front. And uh, he walks back past that and heads to a conference room. Uh, unless otherwise directed, uh, Reagan's going to go ahead and follow. The chairs in the conference room look pretty swanky and comfy. There is seriously some money being spent, you know, on the uh, luxurious items here. You do not see Alexia Preston in the room and Jalen motions for you to sit down and brings out a folder, a binder, if you will, and starts to uh, bring out some papers and, and shuffle them over to you. You're familiar with these type of pitches. People that are looking to become clients of Grandin and Burke often have similar pitch meetings. We have, uh, we've been, we've noticed you when you were on the playa out at the burn and Alexia had mentioned how nice your skin was. She actually brought you up specifically, so you must have made an impression. Well, Alexia also certainly makes an impression. And, uh, you know, when we did find you and, and find out, you know, what you did at the last meeting at the farm, um, we think it might be a good fit, you know, bring you in, provide you a little bit of a possible position for consulting for that. We would also like to see if we would like to hire on Grandin and Burke as advocates for us to represent us in many, many fashions, especially when it comes to, you know, political assets and dealing with a few others as, you know, as is the uh, the beast of lobbying, right? Absolutely. Grandin Burke is, is extremely experienced in working with all kinds of groups with particularly environmental interests, which I assume is some of what we're dealing with here. Oh, yes, obviously. We want to make sure that, you know, the, the issues of climate change and we want to make sure that the farms that we get our products from are, you know, are, they're, they're protected because there are a lot of entities out there that are trying to make movements to, you know, either go into different factory farming or lug it lessen up on some, you know, restrictions and not provide, you know, the best product available. And, you know, that will cut into our costs, but also, you know, our, our end goal of what we want to do as a company and present, you know, the, the best product available and make sure that people have availability for things that are good for them and good for the, you know, good for the planet. Um, now, that's one part, but the other part of bringing you in to consult, you know, uh, we would provide you with samples and we would have you come in on a, you know, uh, speak with you on a, on a monthly basis. You don't even have to come in. We can do discussions via Zoom and we can even have the, the products uh, shipped to you. You know, as your feedback is provided to us, then we can kind of build from there. You can be as hands-on if you like, 
or and you know just as long as you provide to us maybe once a month or so with that uh, with that information then we can we can certainly do that now you know it it's pretty easy and obviously if something goes wrong you know we do have uh, our own uh, our own physicians that we work with and dermatologists and anestheticians uh, that we can uh, you know call upon if there is any kind of you know side effects but luckily the most of the products that we use are well outside of that uh, that range we're not going to be sending you you know things that haven't been tested you know previous or things that are uh, new if you will just more combinations of things you know well, that's certainly good to hear. Uh, I mean, I would be very interested in learning more about your testing process and, and R&D as well, if that's uh, something you're considering as part of consulting. Yes, yes. Um, if you look on, on that one packet, not that one, yep, that one. Uh, in that packet, it talks about, you know, all of our testing. We don't use any, no animal testing. We test on uh, human beings. We do a lot of our testing through... Uh, you know, digital and computer testings because, wow, technology is amazing. That's certainly true. I'm sure you're using a lot of that to help innovate around here. We're, we are certainly trying. And your materials, I assume you'll be open about what kind, what the actual ingredients are in all of these products? Absolutely. We strive ourselves on being transparent um, with all of our, all of the components, whether it is you know, the BPA free containers that we ship the lip balm in, uh, you know, down to, you know, what are we using for the the applicators for some of these products and, and the products themselves, all of the ingredients. We're, we try to be above board as possible. Less secrets. Excellent. I mean, it's the combinations that make it work, though. I see. So... A lot of what you're dealing with here is is testing just how all of these products are actually interacting with each other. Yep, you got it. Very interesting. I know a lot of companies are really into building full systems. Uh, are you at all looking at parsing it out so there is an option that, that folks can just use pieces of it as opposed to the entire thing? At this time, no. We like the we like doing the entire system. It is more financially feasible, and we can also control you know interactions because there have been some interactions with some other products, uh, other companies' products that have um, had some uh, ill effects, such as death. I beg your pardon. Um. Yeah. Apparently, there was a. Uh, a sunscreen that we had provided and there was a group out of Morocco that was producing a foundation and there was a chemical reaction in their foundation that caused the skin to eat away um, and caused an asthmatic response and the asthmatic response uh, even caused the lungs to to burn away um, but we, we we isolated what the ingredient was and it's only within their ingredient it was not ours was was I, I I I reassure you it was it was not our our product that caused the problem it was their product that had a reaction to ours it's there there's it's it was never approved for U.S. sales um, only approved um, for some Euro sales but it's it's off the market now I see but don't 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 worry we like I said we keep on top of it and the the you know we 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 did uh, look into it and we did what we could do but like I said it wasn't it wasn't on our side. Sure. 
uh, there, there are only going to be so many variables that you're able to control for in that circumstance. So uh, I guess I'm curious about what other precautions you're taking to prevent those types of interactions if people are using multiple products, which is frankly highly likely. Uh, well, we, we do make a you know, we do post, uh, you know, disclaimers, the standard disclaimers uh, about checking things. And if something does come up, then we do have a very active social media presence uh, to let people know not to make that change. And um, in the uh, the Spanish market where this occurred, we did get that information out. And while there was only that one reaction, extreme reaction, there were a few others that had minor reactions, but were able to obtain, uh, you know, uh, medical, medical uh, coverage first. Before, before it got worse. I see. I, I'm sure these sorts of things do happen. Unfortunate accidents do occur. Um, great. Um, it's good to hear that you do have a system for working with incidents like that. Um, unfortunate that they happen, of course. Your wrist vibrates, uh, letting you know that you've got an email? She checks it. It's a link to the Spanish incident with the skin being removed between the the combination of the two items. The from address says your dark secret admirer. Ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reagan is going to uh she's going to just quickly glance around the room to double check cameras again. Just to just a quick subtle glance. You see that there is a typical conference room camera? near one of the whiteboards mm -hmm. there is a red light on not not saying that it's active but you know saying that's powered great so uh just generally she's probably concerned that everything on her is bugged at least her phone and and by proxy her watch and someone's probably watching on that camera but tbd um great um she'll do make her best effort to not react to this in, in any large way so i hope that you know, that I realize that this is a scary type thing, but for us, it's something that we think that we have a pretty good handle on. Well, I'm sure that if you need any further consulting, Granite and Burke has, has plenty of uh, lawyers and other contacts that can absolutely give you any sort of advice or, or anything of that nature if you want to continue securing that avenue. As far as the products you would like for me to be testing, um, what what did you have in mind? Well, we've got a new scrub. Um, it's a gentle scrub uh, that we wouldn't mind getting some uh, feedback on, as well as a makeup remover. Okay. We also have a, uh, a makeup remover, and we also have a scalp treatment program. I'm not sure that you would need to follow through the scalp treatment program, but if you want to, you know, give it a you know, check it out. We can have them sent over to you. That's absolutely no problem at all. I'm I'm happy to take a look at at anything you're willing to send me, um, as long as that you know. If once I once I take a look at it, if I don't feel comfortable using it, if it's all right that I if I don't. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That's fine. And you know, we want the feedback. Perfect. The more feedback, the better, right? That's how we get better. Absolutely. The door opens up, and Alexia Preston walks in. So, what do you think? It seems like you've got a very exciting operation here. Yeah, it's all right. You have such nice skin and hair. 
we figured you would be a good fit. But if you don't want to, I understand. You know, this is on a personal level. It seems like you're really doing some some exciting things here, some really groundbreaking stuff. So I, I'm certainly interested. Sick, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you can join us. We are going to be going to a garden party on Saturday. Do you want to come? Put her on the list, Galen. She can come with us. Fantastic. Sweet. It'll be good to see you there. What you're wearing is fine or something similar. Looking hot. Yeah. Thank you very much. She walks out and closes the door. Galen looks at you. He's all smiles. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be heading to Asphodel Meadows. Uh, Asphodel Meadows. I can never say that. Um, this uh, uh, on Saturday, um, you know, I think you, sh- you, should, you should certainly come. Uh, brilliant. Is it, uh, I'm assuming, is it a, a company party or is this another investor thing or? Kind of in between. It's a gardening club. Um, a lot of the people that, there are other people that utilize our products that are there. There are some people that provide some of the botanicals, uh, you know, some of the small batch botanicals are there. I see. Brilliant. It'll be a wonderful opportunity to help me get to know some of your suppliers. Yeah. Yeah. Should be, should be pretty good. Um, everything. Okay. You keep looking at your, your watch. Oh yes, I'm. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's just been a busy week at the office. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to pry. Oh no, 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 no. Of course. Um, no, and I certainly don't mean to be rude. I'm. I'm. I want to be here and be present for this. You know, this is very exciting. And I mean, it is a little bit of a a personal adventure for me, as as well as being a work opportunity. So. He beams a million dollar plus veneers smile. Well, um, I'll email over the address for you, and I think that uh, you'll be, uh, you know, you should, you should, you should show up. It, it'll be a good time. Um, if you have a fancy hat, and I mean like one of those garish, big old, like you know, horse race hats. I definitely do. Awesome. Mine says mimosas, please, and I was able to get it inlaid with gold. So please don't wear an inlaid, inlaid with gold mimosas, please, floppy hat. It would be embarrassing. I wouldn't dream of matching an outfit. Awesome. All right. Well, um, did you have any other questions? No, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it for me for now. Um, I assume I can contact you with any questions that I have. Of course. You can always call me. Fantastic. He gives you a bottle of water as you head out. As soon as you head out, as soon as you get to the car, they both leave the office and get back into her hyper car. You presume the door is behind lock and they leave the parking lot. She is going to take a little bit of a a walk out of the way. And uh, as Reagan is kind of leaving, just like, (laughs) does she want to do this or not is the question. Uh, yeah, she's going to keep an eye out for cameras a little bit um, and and wander down the path. If there is a spot where she feels like she is not being watched by cameras and there is the flowers around, 
she's gonna she's gonna pick a flower. Okay, you're able to pick a flower um, without any cameras that would see you. You find that the the tansy itself is is very wet, like very moist, like almost as though that it's very healthy. It's not. You don't know a lot about you know horticulture or growing stuff or plants or botany, but this seems like it's very healthy. Uh, she takes a little a little sniff of it and uh, puts it kind of carefully in in her bag. Right when you're about to start the car to leave, you get another email. Can't wait to see you this weekend. From my friend. Your dark secret admirer. Blah. Great. And take it your head back to your home? Yes. See, well, seeing as it is later on a Thursday, correct? Because this yes. is at like 5 p.m. Yeah, she's going to go ahead and go home. The next day at work, the interns seem to have had some kind of explosion because one of them deleted some very important files. And when you came into the office, they were actively yelling at each other as to blaming the other person. Apparently some files from Lavinia Titus were deleted, some important ones about the clearance and about the easement and right of way. And they don't want to call up to her to get her to refax them. Are you just going to let the interns flop and flail? No. Okay. I understand their struggles. And uh, I know very well that Lavinia is not going to react to them well. Um, Did they already contact IT? One of them turns and looks at you. Oh my God, you're a genius. And three of them head to their cell phones at the same time and begin to make an outbound call. All right. Only one of you needs to call. Calm down. Relax. Uh, uh, Brianna? Brianna, you make the call. Okay. God, I hope I got that right. Alexios, who's standing next to you. Or was it Artem or... Alessandro, eh, you're not sure, but it began with an A. A whisper to you, no, 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 that's Brittany, but that's okay. Ugh. Oh, well. She spells it like the singer. Oh, well, that's handy to know. There's so many ways to spell that name. Later on in the afternoon, while you're in your office, you hear a collective cheer come from the interns right outside your office. You think they may have had that situation resolved. The rest of the day goes by, well, Redacted does his uh, usual pop-in and then heads out really quick. And, you know, you head home for the night. Nothing new. Oliver uh, has beat you home and has started a nice meal. It's a nice, quiet Friday. Perfecto. Um, the emails that came in, mm-hmm. uh, did they come to a work account or a personal account? Both. Ugh. Okay, that's bad. All right. Um, she is going to just kind of start deleting anything important off of her computer, basically. Casual, no big deal. Just making sure there's... I don't know. 
I don't think she has any compromising materials, but like making sure like her saved tax documents and stuff are like elsewhere. Okay. You do some basic, you know, cybersecurity, you know, for yourself. You don't necessarily feel all that confident, but hey, at least it's a step at something. Are you going to let Oliver know that this happened? Um, the invitation that I got to the garden party, uh, does it say anything about plus ones? It does. They are allowed. Great, then yes. Um, she's going to let him know that she has a party to go to tomorrow and she'd like him to come in part because some some weird things are happening at work and I think maybe this is maybe not the first time they've had some like issues seeing as they're a lobbying company with like weirdos contacting them. But she'd feel more comfortable if he was there. Uh babe, what kind of what kind of party? Uh well, it's a garden party. Um it's a a new potential client for for Grandin and Burke. They have um some of their um, sellers and buyers and, and coming to this, to coming to this party. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I just got invited and uh, I kind of just met the clients. So, um, it seems like it's, uh, a little bit of business, a little bit of just schmoozing. All right. So like Google's not giving me an answer. What the hell is a garden party? <laughs> it, it's, it's just a, a party that happens in an outdoor venue. Oh, uh, it's well. the The company is is into um, beauty products, so they're they're dealing with a lot of uh, botanical companies and, oh. and and flower stuff. So I think that's just kind of going to be has to do with feeling. the the skincare guys that you were talking to yeah. the other day. Oh, all right. yeah. All right. Well, hey, be cool and maybe meet some of the the people that you've been working with. Yeah. What should, what should I wear? Uh, well, I was told that what I uh, I wore to work yesterday was fine. So, you know, business casual. Um, you've got that, uh, let's see, how warm is it going to be? And she does a quick Google. Um, yeah, you know, if you wear that, uh, you'll probably be good in the that, that like khaki, your khakis and uh, and a nice blazer. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I think I, I all right. I don't want to look too out of place. I should be okay. No, it should be outside. It should be light. Nothing too outlandish, I don't think. All right. Oh, well, I was told to bring a big hat. Very Kentucky Derby feeling. Do I have to wear a big hat? No, I think you'll probably be fine. Uh, you know what? I bet my uh, uncle probably has something. We can drop by his place in the morning. He's probably got something appropriate. Just in case. We can keep it. You don't have to wear it. Cyrus's head is much bigger than mine. Like, he's not a small mammal. N- no, he's he's not. We can... Um, we can take a look and see if he's got anything. You know, he's had, well, like, I mean, I guess his head's probably been pretty big forever, but we'll see. He's got an extensive hat collection. Okay. All right, babe. Sounds good. So, all right. I'll, I'll lay out some things and you tell me if they work. He lays out some some fairly, he's kind of fashion forward. He's not, you know, not not a bumbling fool. And you, he makes some pretty good choices. He's got a pretty good eye. And also, you know, being involved with you, you do provide uh, ample opinions on what he should wear because you know what's right for him and what looks good. So, But not in a bitchy way, but more of, no, this works. And he agrees with you because you're right. <laughs> Before the party, you arrive at, at your Uncle Cyrus and your Aunt Melly's place. Oliver is with you as you head up to the door. 
Aunt Melly opens up the door. Oh, looks like uh, it's going to be a beautiful day today. I'll tell Sai you're here. Thank you, Auntie. She gives you a kiss on the cheek and uh, she looks at Oliver and kind of uh, pats him on the cheek and gives him gives him a kiss as well. Your uncle comes down and he's got a, a couple couple hat boxes and a few hats in his hand all stacked. He's like, hey, we got some options. Uh, yes. Do you have that? Um, she's already kind of like flipping through whatever pile he's been through. That one with the, the little, um, that blue ribbon on it. Oh, yeah, that one's over there. Yeah, let's see how that one goes. I picked that up from a haberdashery in Montreal when I went to the Montreal Jazz Festival. And I think that was in 86. Yeah, here it is. It's a little bit big on Oliver, but doesn't seem to be too bad. Mm, is that okay? Is that comfortable? I guess it works. It's not bad. Yeah, it looks good. Ooh, I look styling. That's right, you do. Perfect. I love it. Cyrus pulls you aside before you head out. Um, how have things been going on with you? Well, uh, work is all right. As you can see, we've got a new client coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Is everything all right with you? No, everything's good on me. I'm just worried about you. Oh, Uncle, I'm I'm good. I I I promise. I know I I might have uh, put up some put up some yellow flags last time we were talking. Yeah. But um, n- not a whole lot's been happening since then. We're still kind of getting integrated with our new client, so. Okay. I'm, I I might chat with you later, but um, I'm I'm good for now. All right, all right. I trust you. You're smart. You're going to be... You know what you're doing, so... Mm. Is there anything else you want to tell me? I've been thinking about that whole thing about you guys going to the Grove. I mean, it's... Yeah. There's some weird weird things that go on up there and some weird people, but for the most part, I think you'll be okay, you know? Um, just a matter of how deep you get wrapped into it. If it feels like it's get, you're getting in over your head... You can. It's okay to just to pull away. You have to do it smart, though, because you don't want to commit career suicide. But you'll have to use your noodle and, and make sure you don't you don't step on the step on the toes. It would have to be delicate extraction, but you can do it. But it also could be a great advancement for you. Well, you know the Sullivans. We are nothing but charm. Yeah, yeah, we got lots of charm going on. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you about the time that I got arrested. Uh well. The time that I got arrested and got talked out of being arrested, we were we were doing a uh, pretty much a standard, you know, walking protest to the, uh, and he starts to go off and tell his stories like he usually does. He leaves you leaves you smiling when he talks about how he charmed the prosecuting attorney not to uh, press charges when they could have, and uh, sometimes the peaceful protests weren't always peaceful protests, but he tried. With the new hat in hand and looking pretty good, you arrive at the address for Asphodel Meadows. It's a larger type of gathering space. It's based off of a farm that has a almost like an event center, if you will. There are flowers, uh, you know, a flower farm in the back and not too much different from the tansy farm that you went to previous but out front you see that there's quite a few people in large hats it is very fall oriented in the in the colors 
so different than the than the spring hats from the the Kentucky Derby, but still kind of has the same feeling, the same the same energy, if you will. You're showing where to park, and there's about maybe 100 to 250 people here. A uh, young woman comes up to you, and you see that she has on her name tag. It has listed Lois L O I S, and underneath it, it says Neo Terra in a smaller font underneath her name. You don't think that's her last name? Welcome, welcome to uh, to Asphodel Meadows. Um, we are so happy that you came. Uh, if you like, you can get drinks over at the pavilion over there. Please make sure that you show ID. It is an open bar until 1 p.m. and then afterward. Our specialty drinks are free, but um, other items may be out of charge. Um, we will have some grazing over uh, over there, and then she points off to another direction and starts to talk about there are vendors that are milling about or have their own have their own tables as well. So it looks like it's a small little community thing for a small subsect of folks. Great, thank you so much. This is a lot more diverse than I expected. When you said garden party, I was thinking it was going to be just all white folks, but no, there's all kind of people here. I mean, I'll be honest. When I heard it's going to be a gardening club thing, I also just pictured a bunch of white people. But uh, this is oddly refreshing. Yeah, right. It's, well, that's cool. But there's an open bar. Do you want anything? Uh, sure. Uh, just a, a glass of wine, maybe not the specialty drink um okay white or red uh, uh a red would be good all right reagan probably brought a personal water bottle in her her bag mm-hmm. she's a little bit dubious of consuming drinks around here but we'll see how it goes and she's probably already forewarned oliver that like if he just wants water we're gonna stick to simple things just in case today he comes back with a glass bottle of water and a a glass filled healthily of, of red wine. Has some pretty good legs that you can see as he's walking by, as it's uh, swirling a little bit as, he, as he's walking. Oh, holy shit, they've got Voss water for free here. Not too bad. Voss doesn't taste terrible, so that's good. No. Cracks it open. Ooh, look at that. Somebody is walking by with hors d'oeuvres and... It looks like it's uh, some kind of cheese wrapped in a green leaf. And he's like, uh, can we eat? Uh, yeah, that's probably fine. Cool. He grabs two plates, gives you one, and he's just standing there and he opens it up and you see that there is burrata wrapped inside the green leaf. And on the paper plate, it says burrata wrapped in asphodel leaf. That does seem to be thematic. She does a quick Google to make sure these things are edible. Yes. Great. Continuing to be just a, a touch wary. She's not going to consume a whole lot of things that she is not entirely sure of, but if it seems okay enough, she'll she'll go ahead and eat it. Though she's she's fairly certain like this whole party is not going to accidentally get drugged, but <laughs> based on experience, she is. Based on previous experience. <laughs> she's I... a, <laughs> yeah, she's a little, she's just a little wary. The burrata is nice and creamy, and the leaf um, that it's wrapped in is also edible. And the leaf has a has a very green flavor, but it comes across as being feeling a little bit starchy. Another woman comes up to you. She's also wearing a big hat, but she also has a name tag on. You think the ones with the name tags are the actual members of the gardening group? 
Her name is Tran, T-R-A-N, and underneath it, it says Core, spelled K-O-R-E. Again, you don't think that's her last name. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Reagan is kind of assuming that the, the person's name is listed and then their company or whatever is listed below. In a slightly accented voice, which I'm not going to subject folks to, you recognize it as a Southeast Asian accent. Welcome. Are this is this your first time at Asphodel Meadows? Uh, yeah, this is our first time. Excellent, excellent. Well, we try to uh, get everyone into the joy of gardening, and also we want to make sure that we can help uh, help people turn their passions into some kind of profit, but also not overstep bounds with that. We are a or an invite only organization, so. All the people here that are members, and she points to the name tag, all the members here have all been vetted, though today is an open event, so you'll find folks that are not typical members, but we certainly welcome folks to look around, and if it is something that you want to ask about or ask more about our organization, um, you're certainly welcome to. You don't even necessarily have to have a spot to do your gardening, as we offer gardening beds and um, small little plots available for those that do not have the the means or locations. What brings you here? Uh, she offers her hand. Hi, uh, I'm Redacted. I'm here on behalf of uh, Granin and Burke. We're actually, we were invited by uh, Alexia, who's, uh, you know, looking at, at potentially um, hiring Granin and Burke to provide services for, uh, you know, lobbying and things like that. So, um, yeah, we're taking a look around and just seeing... Uh, what you're all about. Oh, excellent. Alexia has been a great benefactor for many of our many of our members. Through her and her organization's donations, um, we have been able to spread the joy of, of gardening and horticultural and plant husbandry to, you know, I think at last last we checked to uh, at least 2,000 young adults, um, young high school adults uh, with gardening clubs throughout the uh, greater Northern California area. That sounds fantastic, and what an endeavor! Uh, providing all of that, so you're are you you're really like in schools, providing all kinds of education, supplies, materials, all, all of that. We we hope to to get out to uh, to as many people as possible that are willing to have us. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Some of this stuff seems as though that it is almost too good to be true. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. Oliver's not really paying attention, but the group sounds, both of the groups, both the, the company sounds fantastic. And then this gardening club that is trying to get into schools and help out kids. And they're doing it in, you know, with a millionaire's money as well. You see Galen walking by and actually you don't see Galen at first. You see a gold leaf mimosas please hat first. And uh, he's walking through a crowd and breaks crowd and sees you and makes his way toward you. He has a, a wine glass in, in hand and his cell phone in the other. I'm right. Glad to see you made it. Yes. Lovely to see you too, Galen. That cheese is amazing. Like it just melts in your mouth. And I could say about other things melting in my mouth, but that might. In oh, hello. Who are you? And he puts his hand out to shake Oliver's hand. Uh, this is this is my partner, Oliver. Oliver shakes uh, shakes his hand, and you could 
see Galen looking him up and down and up and down and up and down. Damn. Reagan's pretty secure. <laughs> so she's just letting it happen. Oliver nods and smiles and takes his hand back. Nice to meet you. Galen leans in. Damn. Well, beyond that, I want to... There's this uh, group over here that is uh, providing uh, a honey-based product um, that we're we're interested in looking at. Do you want to come talk to them as well or find out a little bit more? Uh, Sounds great. I'd love to hear more about it. You end up shaking hands and meeting and talking with a lot of people throughout this time. And Oliver follows along dutifully. He does work in politics, so he ha- he's used to talking to folks and he's meeting some people and, you know, being personable, being the kind of guy that he is. The meeting with the honeymakers, there's nothing really that makes you... Uh, it sounds interesting, right? But it's you're, you're beginning to think of, why, why am I here? But it is kind of part of your job thing going on. Yeah, I think I think Reagan is kind of used to getting thrown into a situation where she's not entirely sure what the most advantageous thing is going to be, but just to generally be friendly and uh, pass the name of the company around as a, as a goodwill offering. So um, she's she's definitely willing to go with the flow wherever Galen leads her around. Alexia waves you over to a group of ladies, all that have big hats on, and. Galen kind of like follows along with you. Oh, hello, Redacted. These are the ladies, ladies, Redacted. She is going to be one of our consultants, and she's just so smart. She also works for Grandin and Burke. You know, the lobbying company. Hopefully she could be our contact there. Your phone vibrates and your watch vibrates again. Do a quick da- quick glance down as you're being introduced to all of these people and you don't catch their names, but you see an email that says, you look fantastic. Uh, she is going to ignore it for now, but once she gets a moment to break off from the ladies. She's going to to kind of just do a just do a look around the crowd. Very subtle, very unbothered. You did not catch any of the people's names. Even though you're looking unbothered, you're you're holding the mask very well. But this is this is a bit disconcerting. Indeed. Alexia, you do look fantastic. Whoever said that is right. Cause she probably looked at your watch while you were doing that. You don't look so happy. Oh, uh, you know, I'm just not one for for being in the spotlight. Oh. The spotlight can burn, you know, or it can help people grow. It's kind of a double-edged sword. That's prophetic, right? I think so. I mean, you certainly seem to thrive in the light. At times, you get an email with an image sent to your phone of you talking to Alexia. Uh, what is the angle? You see someone a distance away from that angle wearing a hat and sunglasses and curly black hair underneath. Their stature's kind of slight. They're wearing a 
brown leather bomber jacket with the collar put up, almost to look inconspicuous, but looking conspicuous as all hell. It's because they're looking deeply conspicuous in this crowd. <laughs> yes. Does uh, does Alexia notice me looking around? Yes. Great. I'm curious, Alexia. Do you know who that is? No. Do you? She's going to have a little girl bonding moment. She's going to tap her watch and be like, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, let's go find out. And Alexia takes a few strides. And this long-legged blonde woman has started off walking toward the person. And you see the, the person kind of look around and then scramble and then runs behind a the corner of a building. Alexia stops at kind of the edge of the crowd and waits for you to be next to her. That motherfucker's not going to get away. Uh, did she say that? Yes. Just her voice changes? Yes. Oh, shit. No, yes. no vocal fry at all. Amazing. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, a little harmless fun. Um, Left or right? You want to go round trap around the outside? Uh, I will. Uh, which direction did he cut around the building? Went to the right. He went to the right. Uh, yes, I guess I will go. I will follow his path as far as I understand it. Do you want to go around the other side? Bet. And she walks. Like when I said that she was tall and she takes quite a few steps, she's got long legs and she's kind of hauling ass gracefully, not running. You follow behind as well. And you see that the person there is currently tapping on their phone as they're leaning up against the wall. Actually, they're facing the wall and kind of like leaning against the wall, almost as though that they're hiding what they're, what they're typing. You see Alexia around the corner on the other side. You're not sure where Oliver disappeared to, though. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that he followed me, but if I was buddied up to my client for a second, I assume he would have been like gracefully like I will keep an eye on stuff but I will let you do your job. Yeah, he he might be coming around soon cuz you've kind of disappeared, but sure. he lets you do your own thing. He lets you be you, which is nice. He's a catch. Yeah, he's a good catch. So what are you going to do? Um the distance between me and this person is tighter than the distance between Alexia and this person. Yes, not by far, though. And you think that Alexia might be able to cover that quicker than you? Sure. Um, she can see me? Alexia definitely can see you, yes. Okay, she's gonna, gonna kind of just, like, hold up a hand, like, relax, calm down, and try and, try and get there first and be like, Hi. Oh, hi, how are you? You are uncertain of the gender of the person? Their voice is fairly even, um, and it's a little bit high. Uh, what what can I do for you? Oh, I uh, thought it was possible that we met before. No, no, I, I've never seen you before. Hmm. And they jam their hands into their pockets. All right, well, I guess that's my mistake. Oh, yeah, definitely a mistake. And they push off the wall and start to walk. And Alexia shakes her head and throws her sunglasses in front of the person. Uh, Alexia, relax. Is that motherfucker the stalker? I think they're a stalker. 
Are you a stalker? Stalkers don't typically uh, answer that question, honestly. Uh, if... Yeah, I don't know. I don't look. This bitch is crazy. Why would she? Why would she? She say that? That's exactly what I thought. And Alexia rubs her finger in the palm of her hand, and you see a, a light coming from her sunglasses on the ground in front of this person. Go ahead and give me a power roll. Oh my god, I've got to get my sheet open. Boy, howdy. Oh, that's not good. Uh, oh, <laughs> 85 on an 85. Critical success. Excellent. Holy shit. You hold on to all of your being as you see for a brief moment, like in the periphery of your vision, from the sunglasses that are on the ground, a multi-legged creature reach out and pull this person by their arm into the sunglasses. The arm disconnects for a short moment of time and the ground becomes wet with blood. You see the person, the stalker's mouth open in a scream, but no sound comes out as the rest of them are sucked into the mirror of the sunglasses. Right before their left foot disappears into the sunglasses, Alexia stomps on the glasses, leaving one nice left foot Steve Madden loafer. Nobody fucks with my bitches. And Alexia turns and walks away. Cool. Oliver comes around the corner. Hey, babe. Hey. Sorry, I got away from you there, didn't I? Yeah, everything okay? Uh, well... Hey, that's Alexia. exactly... That, that was Alexia Preston, right? Um, yes. It was. Oh, wish I could have met her. Oh, she's pretty much exactly what you see online. Um, you know, it's it's kind of been a long day. Uh, you, you about ready to head out? Uh, yeah, sure. I... That, this this gardening club is fantastic. I think I'm going to mention it to the senator. The head of it, um, a woman named Gladys. I got her last name. I can't remember what it is, though. Um, but uh, her title is Aristi Cathonia. I think that's kind of neat, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I have uh, no idea what that means. Go ahead and give me a, a cult roll. That is a 71 on a 50. Mm. You, you can't put things together at the moment in yeah. time. Well, let's, if you want to head out, let's, 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 let's go. Yeah, that sounds good. You get in the car. He closes the car door alongside you. And as he's walking, you see in the mirror in the reflection of the Land Rover that's parked behind you, in the reflection of the glass, you think you see a beast walking away. You turn your head and it's not there, but it's only in the mirror's reflection.
in the darkness, Rowan, you have been able to accumulate a couple things that have been discarded on the floor. You picked up some bread wire ties, a shoelace. You also picked up a small envelope opener. You got a little bit of a the top from a uh, food tin that's been hacked off that's got a little bit of an edge that you were able to squeeze in between the caging. Looking at these things, you'd think you might have a pretty good possibility of fashioning something to get yourself out. Go ahead and give me a criminology roll. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, 22 out of 50. Excellent. You're able to fashion a bit of a lock pick set and get to work on the padlock. It takes a little bit of time, but they've seemed to have left you alone. It's gotten darker and it seems as though the sun has gone down, but there's still some ambient lighting being tossed into the building itself. The relief you feel when you feel that last click as the tumbler gives and the lock opens, you realize that you're able to open the cage quietly and safely. I'll give it a moment after it clicks in my hand and just listen to see if I can hear anyone coming near me, check the light situation, because I, do, I don't have my glasses. I do not want to go outside if I'm, if I'm going to be running blind. You hear what sounds like a radio being played in the distance, but no one nearby. Is it getting towards twilight? Is it dark outside? It seems to be dark outside. You're not sure how long you've been in here, but it's been a while and it's nighttime. Every inch of my body is aching, I'm sure. Yeah. And the headache from hell, but gently turn the lock, pop it off of the hasp and carefully open the dog kennel door and crawl out, trying very hard not to make a lot of noise as my vertebrae pop. Your back betrays you and so do your knees in your attempts to be silent, but you're able to stand to full height. The shed door is slightly ajar and you see that it is dark outside. There are floodlights as well as LED lights that light up this camp and it throws enough light pollution for you right now where you can't see the stars up above, but you know they're out there. If I can just get back to my car, then I can get the fuck out of here. So I'll carefully ease the door open just enough for me to be able to slip out. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Hmm. I already have a check in this. Uh, 37 out of 21. Okay. The door creaks, and you kind of cringe, and pad your way over toward where your car is. You see your car hood is open. No, 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 no. And all four doors are open, as well as the back hatch. The car seems to be sitting a little bit taller than it was before, and you notice that all four wheels have been pulled. Fuck. And there is a gaping hole where the battery should be, as well as some other components you see tossed around the outside of the vehicle. Damn it. I'm going to look for my overnight bag. Nothing. Nothing's in there. All right. I stand there for just a second, almost paralyzed by indecision. And then kind of shake myself off and be like, well, time to hit the road, I guess. And I'll start walking in the direction of the logging road, trying to try and still to be quiet and stay out of direct light. You head toward the road, 
And as you make it closer to the road, a bunch more lights go on at the camp behind and a bit of yelling. She's gone. Shit. The road is too open. It's too exposed. I, the only advantage that I have is that I can see better than most people in the dark, especially with my glasses gone. So I'm going to just whirl on my heel and head into the woods away from the camp. Just getting away and start running. You take off and you hear them in pursuit. Don't shoot her. That's why we got the cattle prods and the tasers. I got the net. You glance back at that because it seems so odd. And you see that Steven fellow with the net. And he's also got a golden trident. We're not going to talk about that, though. Doesn't have enough time to process that. Just besides a very brief, what the fuck? And then put on an extra burst of speed, drawing on all of the reserves from the years of running. Without having food, but having adrenaline fuel you, you do make pretty good distance. There are ups and downs and, you know, gullies and, you know, little canyons or creeks that you could jump here. This forest floor is not necessarily flat. You try to continue on in a straight line and somehow to the right of you you see a flashlight beam on you from very close there she is i got her got her in my sights take the shot take the shot you hear something hit one of the trees alongside you when you realize that it is a taser that somebody shot from about 40 or 50 feet a little bit too far for good connection but one of the prongs hit one of the trees. Dart out of the way of that and put some trees between me and uh, whoever's holding the taser, knowing they're going to have to reload that. And it'll take a... I know intimately how long it takes to reload those things. And dart to the left, away from where the flashlight is to my right, and keep just keep moving. You're running and your feet stay underneath you well. Go ahead and give me an athletics roll. 12 out of 52. Excellent. You put a pretty good pace to them in your running, and you're pretty sure that you've outdistanced them for quite a bit. You've been running for a, a short time now. There is a bit of a hill. Go ahead and give me a dexterity roll as you're at the top of the hill. Uh, 18 out of 55. Excellent. You control your slide as you head down the hill. You don't tumble, but your feet are in front of you. And you get to the bottom and your feet push some of the dirt. And between your legs, you see a small green plastic box that says front towards enemy. And a glint in the moonlight from the tripwire that's about an inch away from your foot. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 6 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, 
and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, and Rogue. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors, the grand ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>